one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- the Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Today is Monday. That means this is going to be the best episode we do all week. This is, of course, a digging deeper. We're going to be going through clips from some of the best podcasts that have come out within the nation in the last two weeks. We're going to be talking about Us Weekly's Right Reasons podcasts an episode that came out a few weeks ago with Jacqueline Trumbull. We're going to be talking about an episode of Bachelors in the City. We're going to be talking about an episode of Chatty Broads. We're going to be talking about an episode of Bachelor Party. We're going to be talking about an episode of Tell Me Podcasts. 
with Ellen Pompeo, who had a very <laughs> special guest, though, from the nation. She is not from the nation, but she is a big fan. She's a Bachelor super fan, and she had on someone very important. And of course, we're going to be talking about an Us Weekly interview that is not a podcast, just an interview with a certain GSJ in which he says something that is absolutely fucking insane. So that's all the stuff we got to cover. It's quite a bit. It's 13 clips in total. We believe you're going to enjoy it all. And for those of you who have heard of Digging Deeper before, you know how this works. We're going to play these clips. We're going to analyze these clips and we're going to go through them all. And if you want to hear this entire episode, you go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us in the bottom of the pit and you're going to get access to everything, including that grocery store Joe clip that we're going to play at the very end, which is just you hear it and you're just like like what is going on here he's eating the sauce eating the sauce he's making the sauce he's bathing in the sauce he's slurping it he's made of sauce <laughs> it's all sauce now i like that the sauce is just company man sauce is lie sauce is lies that's what it is you're eating the lies <laughs> you're metabolizing the lies the lies are becoming part of you on an atomic level you're sprinkling the sauce on your pasta you're sprinkling it on your meatballs like your lasagna yeah i think that's all you eat lasagna and pizza and doesn't know which is which all right so let's begin this now again this is digging deeper so the first clips we're gonna play the first six clips in fact come from us weekly's right reasons podcast hosted by sarah heron this is from November 3rd. The guest on this show was Jacqueline Trumbull, who was uh, really an underutilized player on Ari Leindyke's season 22 of The Bachelor. She sat in, in this fucking interview, and they basically do a recap of the game from that week, from 11-3. But they talk about so much more shit in this. This podcast had a tidal wave of tids, and behind-the-scenes revelations from Trumbull about how the show is produced. I cannot recommend it enough. You should definitely listen to this entire podcast. This is well worth listening to the whole thing. Really good. But we've carved out the best six moments here. By the way, this is not Sarah Heron who was on Sean Lowe's season. I made this mistake. <laughs> no, it's a. It's, <laughs> it's not even spelled the same. Common mistake. Slightly different spelling of the last names, but this is a different Sarah Heron. Maybe it's even pronounced Sarah Heron. I'm not sure, but she does all the Us Weekly podcast stuff, and I believe she even writes for them. Does a little Bachelor coverage in print as well. But here we're going to begin this with our first clip. This is Jacqueline Trumbull talking about the edits of episodes and what she believes is going to be happening to Bachelor Season 26 lead Clayton Eckerd in terms of an edit. So here is our first clip. Clayton, who is like the new Bachelor, it was just funny mm -hmm. that he said, like, so far I haven't been able to stand out, which is yeah. just, I think what we're all thinking <laughs> regarding Clayton and like waiting for like, why did ABC do this? And what are yeah. we like all missing? Besides, uh -huh. he's just like a, you know, objectively like attractive dude, but like nothing like stands out as he said the interesting thing about clayton too is that they're still editing like they they edit the episodes up until the point that they release them okay. so he's very clearly going to get a favorable edit mm -hmm. and it's just interesting to see that play out like they're not looking for an audience reaction and that's who they choose from they're going to make him the bachelor and uh yeah yeah 
I feel like they did that a little bit. This is just what I heard. I don't know if this is true. And I've actually never met her. And I'm supposed to be talking to her about her book soon. But Hannah Brown, they like, oh, okay. they knew maybe kind of earlier. And there was some stuff like I know, I think Colton wrote about this in his book. He like, she like showed up on his hometown date with Hannah G, who's also from Alabama and like kind of like went yeah. off and they just cut it out because they like wanted Interesting. Her, you know? The, yeah. Well, they did that with Rachel Lindsay too, I believe. Right. And, and yeah. uh, Vanessa too. Vanessa. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was like a lot of drama with them and they just didn't air it because they yeah. needed Vanessa to be the winner. Both of them. <laughs> there you have it. They manipulate all of it. The producers make whatever they want out of whatever footage they have. Nothing you're seeing is real. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people who watch the show don't quite understand that by omitting shit, They can make players look better or worse or whatever, or by adding shit, same kind of thing. So in cases like this with Clayton, or as they they just fucking revealed, Hannah Brown showed up on a fucking hometown (laughs) during Colton season to blow it up. We never saw that because she was going to be the Bachelorette. So they had to protect her. I mean, how much Hannah on Hannah violence was cut out? It seems like a lot. I'm I'm so curious to see what the fuck they're talking about. I would love to see that fucking footage or even just hear what occurred in it. But then also you have to remember, like for Hannah Brown to show up on that hometown, the producers also did that. They facilitated that. Mm -hmm. So the producers are not only putting these players in situations to make them look bad. They're then deciding ultimately in the edit if they're going to use that footage to make them look bad. And if this is a, a chosen player, a protected player, none of that footage will ever see the light of day. We've also heard some rumor that Becca Kufrin has a slew of footage that is not very nice, doesn't paint her in such a pretty light, but the producers will never use it because she is, at this point, one of the most important figures in their money-making machine. Dripping in sauce. <laughs> dripping in fucking sauce. <laughs> Legitimately dripping in sauce. The sauce is fucking real, and... This clip, this opening clip, I just, it blew my fucking mind to hear that Hannah Brown showed up on that date. But also, this idea that Trumbull is talking about where they will make Clayton the bachelor. He's not doing mm-hmm. anything to curry favor from the fourth audience. He's not shining in any way that we're, we're demanding, oh, he should definitely be the next bachelor. The producers are going to just create that out of the edit that is coming in the next few weeks. I love the implication that they can just give a bachelor edit to anyone they have so much footage to work with that they probably could do it with most people maybe not you know carl for instance but most people (laughs) yeah and and i mean but what's weird they're talking about you know they're gonna give clayton the bachelor edit. i'm like well when does that start because we're five episodes (laughs) in now and fucking i've barely seen this guy wait did you not see the clayton rotation (laughs) i did see that get that guy the crown i saw the clayton rotation and i saw him making cotton candy for people very crown-esque activities at any rate that's just kind of our little appetizer getting us into the mood of talking about producer manipulations and all that kind of shit, which Jacqueline Trumbull does throughout the course of this entire episode. In this next clip we're going to play, she talks about producers getting looser with the, in quotes, rules of the show and how producer involvement is starting to become more and more common and how that footage of players talking to producers is valuable as it relates to villain edits and things of this nature. So here we go. Here's this next clip. And we had this fourth wall producer moment did that surprise you that they included this producer combo yeah well they're getting a little bit i think basically since re season they've been getting looser with the rules of the show which is kind of cool i mean there was a they did that in my season with lauren talking to her producer about how hard it was to watch him go on -on one-on-one dates okay um 
it's it's cool as a viewer because it's totally unscripted and you see how people are when they bring their walls down. The interesting thing is like, if you filmed any one of us walking through our day-to-day lives and listen to our conversations with our friends, we would probably sound like the biggest, cattiest, like dicks ever. Fair, fair. Um, but it's because we develop these relationships with people and they know ultimately we're good people. And so we're allowed to like let down our guard and say mean jokes and whatever. But when you show that on TV, it just makes them look like an absolute sociopath. It's interesting that she's saying they're getting looser, but that they did it on her season. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen it since season one. I will never forget that fantasy suite of Shannon. Oh, of course. That was terrifying. In that fantasy suite, there were cameras in the room that she may or may not have known about. And she was trying to get out of the fantasy suite. Didn't want to go in. She gets coerced and going in. Like it was definitely fucking crazy. But what you're saying about Jacqueline Trumbull saying like, I think it started in my season. Every player thinks that I remember when (laughs) Rachel Lindsay thought she invented the hooju. It's like, no, this game has been around since March 25th, 2001. (laughs) A lot of stuff has happened. And players being coerced by producers or even producers showing up on camera has been in the game from the very beginning. But what she's talking about here is this idea that this footage, which should be at least in a player's mind when you're talking to a producer off camera, it's not in an ITM. You're just sitting in a room talking Mm -hmm. to them. You're still mic'd and there are still cameras around, but you have this false sense of security that like, well, I'm having this conversation in confidence with the person who's helping me through this process. Yeah. And then they use that footage in the edit to make you look bad. This illustrates to any players out there or just fans of the game You can never trust the producers, literally never. You're always being recorded. Even if you're talking to them in a non-ITM format, what you're saying to them, they will use one way or another to make you look good or bad or whatever the fuck they want. So if you are saying things like Jamie was saying, like, I got this unlock. Who the fuck even are these other guys? You're fucked. You're simply fucked. Mm -hmm. I mean, they use it the majority of the time to vilify people. They did it with Victoria Larson, where she's complaining about everyone. They did it to Jamie. And it is, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to be in an environment where you have to watch what you're saying every second of the day. But it also relates to the first clip because it's like they have this footage on everyone. Everyone, unless they're really astute players, probably has some sort of dirt conversation where they're talking shit they think that they're not on camera, but they just choose who they're going to include those with. Yeah, that's the nature of the show. They can use this footage to do whatever they want. And now we are going to cut to this next clip where both of these, uh, Jacqueline Trumbull and Sarah Heron are discussing the nature of the relationship between producers and players after they've talked about how they just fucked over Jamie with this footage. This is fascinating. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I know you guys are like assigned producers, but how many are there like assigned to each person? Uh, so we're like sort of assigned producer. I mean, so when we first are uh, agree to go on the show, they give, it's like one, my guy was Bill Dixon. So uh, he would have like a few girls that he would kind of prep for the show. And then once you get there, you meet a bunch more producers. And then in the beginning, you're interviewed by like four or five. Okay. And then that kind of peters out as you create a strong relationship with one or two. And then, so I was like being mostly interviewed by Bill and this guy, Sean. 
And then Sean left because some of the producers will like leave at certain parts of the show to go work on other shows or go see their families or whatever. So it's not like a formal assignment. So there is this, you're going on the show and you're dating the bachelor, but you're also kind of dating the producers when you go in and they're seeing who is the best fit for the producers. Which person do you trust the most? I assume she trusted Bill Dixon the most. He was able to get the most out of her. So they assigned her him. Yeah. But I mean, also these producers are like, they're the only people that you can talk to about the experience. And they're also controlling the experience. So even if you're not in an ITM, you're just sitting there talking to your handler, your producer, and being like, shit, I don't know. This is crazy. I haven't had a lot of sleep. I'm whatever. You're saying this thing to them. And they're like, okay, we'll try and help you with that. But they're the one making you not get the sleep. They're the one fucking you up. You know, it's such a fucking bananas mm-hmm. relationship. And this idea too, that like they're coming in and out, in and out, in and out. So even the people that you potentially build the most trust with, fuck it. They're going to do another show. Bye. You're on your own. And when that happens, what must you feel like as a player? Like, well, fuck, I'm done. They don't have long plans for me in this game if my producer just fucking left or got switched to another player or something, you know? So there are all these weird kind of signs I think you can pick up as a player about what their plans are for you. If your producer starts just bailing on you or if they get mean with you or any of that shit. But I just loved this clip because it really it illustrates very well, I think, the idea of what it is like for a player when you come into this weird experience, you don't know what to fucking expect and immediately... These people are assigned to you. Hi, I'm Bill Dixon. He's obviously been on the show for a long time. I'm going to be your one of your producers and let's have this ITM. And then they're asking you like, well, how did you feel about when Ari licked the bowling ball? And how did you feel about whatever, you know? <laughs> and you have to tell this person all this fucking shit. But meanwhile, they're also trying to get specific lines out of you. They're like pretending to be a friend while manipulating you into doing whatever they want for the show. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're not getting enough sleep. That's interesting. Next day, home invasion. (laughs) Get (laughs) on this hot air balloon. (laughs) They let you take a nap for like 15 minutes thinking you're going to get eight hours of sleep and then they're banging pots and pans in your room. Get the fuck up! It's time to go on the hot air balloon! This next clip we're going to play is Jacqueline Trumbull talking a little bit more about the relationship of producers with players. Here we go. They become your... They're your only quote-unquote ally even though they're not your ally. Like, does it feel like that when you're in it or are you just like... Yeah, I mean, it's really confusing because... So that that show, Unreal, came out the same year that I went on The Bachelor. And so I had friends warning me and I'd seen the first season and I was like very freaked out about the producer relationships. You do form genuine friendships with them, but there's always an underlying current of like, are they manipulating me? Do I trust them? And that can last after the show also, because then there's other shows they might want you for. There are things they can't tell you. And so it's a really interesting, you like, you love the producers they really, they feel like they get you. They're fun. They're smart. Um, sometimes, they're, I mean, they're the only, they're the opposite gender. And it's like when you're in a sea of women to have like some guys around is great. So you really kind of trust them and like them in spite of your concerns. But there is that undercurrent of, of worry. We get the idea in this that they're friends, but they're also fucking manipulating you. And even after the show, you're like, are they still trying to use me for some strange purpose within the game? And you you never know if these fucking people, these producers, are your real friend or not. You never know. What a weird fucking relationship. It is such a bizarre relationship. And I feel like 
it's not Stockholm syndrome, but I feel like it's got to be something similar. Like technically you're not a prisoner, but you kind of are. And they're controlling, you know, your food, who you talk to, et cetera. It's kind of like a cap captor. Yeah. And you grow to love them. They're very good at what they do. They're charismatic. But they're also like your only fucking lifeline. If you walk, like I can only assume someone like Chad Johnson probably did not have a good relationship with his producers. And if you come into this <laughs> show, if you come into this game telling the producers like, fuck you and this is all fake, fuck you, I'm not playing your game. Maybe you'll become a villain at his level or something, but you're never going to win the game. You're never going to go through to the end. They did invite mm-hmm. him to paradise. So maybe it's a, a decent strategy. But I think as a player, you have to walk this weird line where you're making the producers think like, oh, I do believe you're my friend. While what Jacqueline Trumbull is saying is true, too. You're also like, well, I don't know if I can trust this, it quotes, friend of mine. Yeah, you have to play ball unless you want them to fabricate a story in which it makes it look like you shit your pants, which is what they did with Chad Johnson. (laughs) But he really did shit his pants. That wasn't a fabricated story. I thought that was fabricated. No, I think he really shit his pants. I mean, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe anything I see in the doc. Uh, this is hard-hitting journalism, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And now we're going to go to the next clip, which is Jacqueline Trumbull discussing what... I felt like this was probably the most important clip, actually, of this entire episode, this entire mm-hmm. podcast, because she is really getting into the nitty-gritty about the idea of going into the show for TRR and having to pretend that you're not on a TV show, having to basically uphold that lie that this is just a way that we're all casually dating this person to find love and to completely ignore the reality of the fact that you're on a massive TV production. I couldn't believe this clip. Enjoy it. If you want to hear that clip and our reaction to it... All you got to do, it's very simple. You join us in the bottom of the pit. And to do that, you go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us down here. You dig around in the murky waters at the bottom of the pit with us. And you're going to get access to the rest of this episode, which is well over another hour's worth of content. You're also going to get access to what is now over 30 such episodes that exist in our Patreon. You can listen to all of them all day long if you like. You're also going to get access to some of the videos that we've dropped in there that we've made over the past year or so. You're also going to get access to our weekly live video stream pregame shows that happen 30 minutes before the airing of every episode of our beloved game. And those are perpetually in the Patreon. So even if you can't make them live, you can still watch all of them. Those are building up in there. You're going to get access to all the weird little songs that I drop in there. Weird YouTube clips that I find. I just put one in there of a very beautiful, delicious piece of cringe content that happened on Ali Fedotowski's season of The Bachelorette. (laughs) If you haven't seen this shit, you must see this shit. But we have a growing community of people down in the bottom of the pit with us at this point as well. And so if you join our Patreon, you get access to the Discord where you can go in there and talk about Bachelor stuff and Game of Roses stuff all the live long day. And you can even submit your own screams through that Discord, which we will play one of every week on This Week in Bachelor Nation. So we hope to see you very soon in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in. The 
Dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit, you can get it in And dig around in all this content It's the pit Come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit